Hey, welcome back to Spellstore Miniatures, a show about miniature war games, including War Machine and Hordes by Privateer Press. Uh, our goal here is to inspire you to play more. My name is Jeremiah. I'm Dan. And this is Chad. And we have a very exciting episode for you today. We are continuing our faction reviews. And so we're doing two at a time. And we're choosing one War Machine faction and one Hordes faction to uh, to do, just kind of have some balance, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Chad, what are our uh, factions we're reviewing today? Uh, today we're talking about Protector of Menoth and also near and dear to my heart, Circle Orberus. Yeah, I knew you'd wanted to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually played uh, Protectorate for a little bit, even though Kato oh. was like my first War Machine faction I ventured into. Uh, I spent more time playing Protectorate, okay. but that was later. Okay, all so. right. Well, maybe we'll draw on some of that no- background knowledge when we yeah. get to the reviews. So. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. That, was, that was Mark II, though, so yeah. we'll see. Hey, uh, before we get there, I uh, just wanted to check in with you guys and to see if you have played any games lately. Um, have you Have you played any? Uh, how about start with some non-war machine games? Uh, yeah, actually, last weekend I was, uh, it was Sunday not this past Sunday, but the week before, uh, I was sitting at home doing some painting, and uh, Judy, uh, who plays Song of Ice and Fire, uh, was messaging me, was asking for some paint recommendations because they're going to start getting some bottled paints because their tubes of paint are starting to dry out, uh, mm. and they're getting a little tired of having to constantly mix stuff every time they want to sit down and do a little painting. So um, I gave her some recommendations, and then she was like, what are you up to? I was like, I was planning on just doing some painting today. She's like, well, do you want to play a game of Song of Ice and Fire? I was like, yeah, sure. So we met up at Runeboard, played a game, had a lot of fun. Uh, I felt like I was on the back foot for a lot of the game because she was playing this very uh, elite unit-focused free folk list with three <laughs> different NCUs. It was Steer. Mm-hmm. Is it Steer, Ygritte, um, and somebody else, I think. And every single time she placed on the NCU board, there was an influence ability. And so it just felt like there was just this constant stacking, this constant oppression of like feeling overwhelmed Yeah. Uh, with Free Folk. And like everything in that faction is so cheap. And I just kept looking at my Stark list. I'm like, I feel like I don't know how I can win against this yeah. like it feels yeah. so oppressive because there's so much stuff there's so many things and she's been playing a lot more than i have so she's done a lot with list building and um done really good at finding a lot of the cool abilities to kind of stack on top of each yeah. other uh, but i was playing starks and i was playing um this is actually like right after the 1.5 rules update which made some adjustments to uh, morale checks, the way you charge, and a couple of point costs for some things. And so um, I had Varus in my list. And it's funny because when I built the list, Varus was four points, and with the update, he went up to five. Hmm. But my list was originally a point down, so I didn't have to change hmm. anything. I was like, that's how nice. good at list building I am. Nice. <laughs> you could predict the future. Yeah. Uh, I, I felt like I was able to kind of stave off some of her, uh, her oppressive... Um, 
NCU places early in the game because uh, Varus Varus's uh, thing is that he gets four order tokens, and every time somebody places an enemy places on the NCU board, you can expend a token and you roll a die on a three up. You can choose to cancel either the the placement effect on the board or an influence effect that they use. Oh, that's very so. Nice. I was able to like I actually uh, got lucky and I rolled three of the four tokens I successfully uh, canceled whatever it was that she was doing. Um, and I was playing a list that was a little bit more attrition survivability. Uh, so I was playing with Brendan Tully, the blackfish who does a little bit more with like morale and healing mm-hmm. when you use him as your, um, your leader and he gets attached to a unit, he gives them plus two to morale. And then every time you pass a morale check, you get a heal one wound. <laughs> and so I also had him next to Eddard Stark um, no, I had, um, I had Eddard Stark's NCU, which is, he gets to start with three order tokens. And every time a friendly unit successfully passes a morale check, you can expend a token and heal D three wounds. Hmm. No, you get to heal two wounds. And if it is, if they only have one rank left, you get to do a D three plus one. Oh. I think. And so there was a lot of like healing where like my Brendan Tully unit of uh, sworn swords was like kept getting knocked down to like the last, like the last six dudes or something. And I just mm-hmm. kept like healing him up. Like they took a lot of, um, they took a lot of punishment throughout the yeah. game before they finally, before they finally died. But I felt like I was constantly behind. Uh, and I felt like I, I wasn't really in the game very well. And Judy said that she kind of felt the opposite is that she felt like, um, it was a super, super close game, and it was really only through like all of the stuff that she had that she was able to actually finally kind of start overpowering me towards the end of the game. Hmm. Uh, and I think my major issue actually was that um, I didn't get my Stark Bowman um, involved soon enough in the game. Um, they were out for like about a round or a round or two before they actually started doing anything. So. Hmm. So I wanted to ask you a question about them. Were you guys playing like on one of the scenarios or was it like just a brawl? It was just a, a line fight. We weren't, um, we weren't playing uh, any of the scenarios cause neither one of us have played any scenarios. Oh, okay. Um, so we were just, we were just doing a line fight, which is like technically not really a game. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. It yeah. was, it was still good. Like I, I've still only played like half a dozen games of ice and fire. So, okay. I'm still really new to trying to figure it all out. And, yeah. Uh, See, when, when Wes and I first started playing, we got right into playing the scenarios. Yeah. And and part of it is, is you know, we like playing campaigns, which is why we have a Frostgrave campaign that's kind of on hiatus at the moment. But like, yeah. But you know, we can jump right back in, right? And and so when I played Judy last month, you know, um, you know, it was just a free for all and a line fight or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and I'm, you know, and it was fun. You know, and she had a very strong list, and and she knew her list, you know, way better, yeah. way better than I knew my list. Um, but like, but I, I love scenario play so much, and so I felt that was kind of lacking, and so I told her, yeah, and I told her next time we play that we'll play scenario. Yeah, and so, and I hadn't played this, I hadn't played this list before, but there's a lot of, uh, I feel like there's a lot of really interesting little things in there. Like I actually put, 
put Rob Stark in the list attached to a unit of Umber Berserkers, and he gives them plus one speed. Mm-hmm. And they're actually normally speed six, so then they go up to speed seven, and they just fly across the board. So and they're amazing. a terrifying unit. And Judy was like, yep. holy crap, holy crap, get away, get away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I had another unit of Umber Berserkers that had uh, Ruse Bolton attached to it. So their cool thing is... When you charge a unit successfully, he you make the defending unit panicked. Uh, and then when his thing also is when you when an enemy unit engaged with this unit fails a, a morale check, um, you get to heal two wounds in the unit. Hmm. And so the idea, like, so the Stark Sworn Swords hurt themselves. You can um, you can get critical blows and a plus one to hit on your attack rolls. But then at the end of the attack, unless you have one rank remaining, you take D3 wounds. Yeah. Um, so they hurt themselves. The Umpa Berserkers get better. They get more attack dice um, as there are fewer ranks. So the idea of the list is to play with this dangerous using my troops as a resource, but keeping them healed to the point that they don't like hurt themselves and then get wiped off the table. Yeah. So I love the, I love those that those kind of finesse things like that. Yeah. And yeah. and the Sworn Swords did exactly that. Like I can't tell you how many times like Judy Judy knocked out like an entire rank, got me down to like one rank. And I was like, oh, pass my morale check, heal a point. Oh, I'm gonna expend this token from Ned Stark over here. I'm gonna roll D3 plus one. Oh, I healed three more guys, four more dudes. It just you just didn't kill anybody that time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that, that's, she that's, was like, "Oh my gosh!" It's like an insurmountable like mountain to climb. Yeah, Dan, do you play Starks or what? Do you, what's your? Yeah, so mine was the Starks. Is actually going to say like, um, you know, Steer is really bad for Starks because he's yeah. like a wolf auto killer. He's so good. <laughs> yeah, he's so that good. Like sucks. the the D when he influences unit whenever the unit makes attacks, he does they do D three wounds yeah. additional to whatever they attack. And I, I swear to you, it certainly felt like every time Judy rolled that D3, it was a three. And I was like, <laughs> three wounds on top of six hits. And you're just like, holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just need to get some more games of it. But yeah. like that's why I like uh, Catelyn Stark with the Berserkers, personally. Because if she's on them, they're just rolling their max anyway. Yeah. So you could have a full dude, and they're just throwing so much dice. It's insane. Yeah, they just yeah. they throw ten rolls all the time. And- yeah. <laughs> It's pretty, so pretty good. So before we leave this, um, you know, this game, uh, one of the things that I love about um, miniatures is is finding multiple reasons for the miniatures, mm-hmm. and that's actually one of the reasons why I really I got into a free folk army because I knew that I could use some of those models and D and D campaigns and, yeah. and things like that, right? Yeah, they make great and like so, brigands and stuff like that. Ex- exactly. Well, um, you guys are familiar <laughs> with Osprey Publishing. They're the ones that put out. Uh, like Gaslands Refueled and okay. uh, Frostgrave and things like that. Well, there, there's a game that I was looking at um, called Ragnarok, and it uses a different kind of, uh, I think it uses a combination of like cards and dice. I really haven't, I flipped the rules once or twice, but but I was looking at the theme, like the feel of that game, and some of the models that are in Song of Ice and Fire would really work for that. And so I'm thinking about putting together a little little war band and and trying to trying to trying out that rule set. Yeah, I got on clearance, so nice. it was. I'm, I'm just a nerd for rules. And, yeah, you know well, miniatures. So I know that if I um, if we ever get back into <clears throat> my D and D campaign, I can always just use my Stark Sworn Swords. As they make really good city guardsmen. Yep, <laughs> yeah, they're perfect. pretty pretty standard. So yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. I love that stuff. So. 
Hey, um, I, I, do, I didn't get, um, I got a game in of Monpok uh, nice. I, I want to talk about. So we, um, you know, Oz, uh, we've, been, we've been collecting, you know, the different things for both uh, agendas. And so, um, but I don't get a lot of, we don't get a lot of two monster games in. And so we actually got a two monster game in last night. I was running um, Gorgadra and Gorgadratron. And Oz was running uh, Defender X and White Dijon. Okay. And the White Dijon model is pretty cool looking. Yeah. It's it's a good looking model. So. Every every time I see his name, I can't think of, I can't help but think of Dijon mustard. So I just <laughs> I just think of White Dijon White mustard. <laughs> yeah. I, I want someone to paint him yellow, like a Dijon mustard yellow or something. Um, yeah. Um, but um, but it was awesome. You know, we have and we have a fair amount of buildings now too. And so when we when we set up the board, it looks it looks fun and exciting, yeah. you know. That's one of the things and, I really like about it is is the three D feel element yeah. of yeah. of the city. It just looks really cool, destroying yeah. buildings and yeah. everything. Yep. So, but Oz, as per usual, um, <laughs> knows how to out monster me. So he went he threw my monster like all the way across the the board and destroyed two you know, buildings at the same time and made me take like a million damage and, yep. you know, and, and so, you know, so it was a, it was a hard battle actually. And, um, the one thing that I was able to do better than him though, was I was able to use my units for more effectiveness. Mm. So I had, I had one of those little chomper guys that reduce, um, an enemy model defense, yeah. you know, and then I was able to combine melee a couple times to get some of his, uh, to get the white Dijon down, yeah. some some damage, and then and then when I think it was uh, I think it was Gorgadrachan um, Gor when he when he goes to hyper, he has a multi attack on his blast, mm. and it does super damage, and so that oh, that yeah. actually and I was I happened to be in the right spot to hit both of his monsters, Ooh. and then and then you could do it after two times, so I was able to get both of his monsters and a unit, and and so like. So that was that really helped me, and then we get all the way down to it's one on one monster now with with our units, and I'm on my last. Um, I I push myself through some fiery terrain. I walk through it, and then I do a sidestep to get me close to him, which puts me down to my last life. And so it's this is the roll, and and I have to make this to to be able to kill uh, his last monster. And so, and I was able to, so. Nice. Uh, so it was, it was a well fought. It was, yeah. <laughs> well, it was my first time beating him. Yeah. Um, at, except for the one demo game where we did a single monster demo game. It's the only time I ever beat Ozzy at Monpok um, was last night, so. Nice. Even then it was yeah. by the skin of your monster. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was to the last, they had the last little bit, but it's fun. So, you know, he's, we're doing good painting, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's painting a lot of those monsters and the units and stuff. Cool. The planet eaters are the ones that are mostly painted right now. Um, and then, but yeah, it, it's fun. So, hey, how about any War Machine games then? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I, I did get a War Machine game in actually a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Jake, AKA Bear Tornado on our Discord, um, I had made mention the Wednesday before that I hadn't gotten to play against Infernals, and he was like, oh, well, we should, you know, hang out and play sometime. He's like, I'm usually free, you know, Sunday Sunday, and sometimes Monday. I was like, oh, I'm free Sunday and Monday. So uh, he came over to my apartment and brought some delicious cider, 
with him. Um, and we played a 75-point game. He played uh, Agathon um, in Dark Legacy theme. Uh, and I played uh, Morvana 2 list in uh, Devour's Host that I had been uh, itching to try out. And it was a pretty close game. But And there were a few things that, had gotten, that I got caught off guard by because... I'm Rusty. I haven't played very much War Machine in a while, and um, I hadn't played against Infernals before. But I was like, you know, I was asking all the appropriate questions. But it's like the little things that you forget about, like Agathon's ability to cast a free spell if you kill something inside of his command, uh, and then getting hit with like, you know, yeah, the fact that he has eyeless sight all the time just bugs the crap out of me <laughs> because circle relies on their defense so much and sometimes like relying on stealth a lot of times. And he's like, he's essence nine and he has eyeless sight. He's like, Oh, you're deaf 14 blood tracker. That's that I need a five. Cool. Uh, I hit a five with the dark fire. I take your soul. And, uh, he has a soul stalker in the list. And when enemy models die within four inches of that, it collects souls for its master. And so, almost every single turn he was actually sitting on like 11, 12 or 13 essence because of all the extra souls that he got. And I was mm. just like, Holy crap. You're just, How you're you firing out spells that? like, yeah. like crazy. And, mm. um, so it was a close game. Uh, we played on scenario. He ended up assassinating Morvana. Um, I was spread a little too far thin with some of my army. Uh, but I did get to play a primal archon into infernals, which was cool. Cause he has a, within its command, you cannot summon anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, nice. And I, and it was, um, what's the scenario where there's the, it's the circular zone in the middle and there's a flag in the middle of that the zone. Bunker. No King of the Hill. Right. Is it? Yeah, King of the Hill. So mm-hmm. we were playing King of the Hill. So I just, <laughs> I put on on the on my second turn, I just ran the uh, the Primal Archon into base to base with the flag on my side of the flag. I'm like, all right, come into this zone. Hmm. Like, come and get me, because <laughs> like I've got counter charge. If you try and get close to contest this flag, I'm just gonna charge you and punch you. Nice. Um, and I forgot like how much fun Morvana two was to play. Uh, I managed to like two or three shot his soul stalker with Morvana herself. I had two ravagers with a corpse token apiece. So in two charges and two, maybe it was just two charges and one attack. Yeah. Um, killed a tormentor from like almost full to dead, <laughs> like in three wow. attacks. Cause I'm like, because uh, I rolled That's like very impressive, actually. Yeah. It was like dice off three or dice off four, and I like re-rolled. I think both of the charges into better damage rolls uh, with Morvana's uh, scales of fate ability. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna cut D three and re-roll that, and I took like, oh, I cut for two, and I re-roll this into like, I re-roll it into a fourteen to dice off four, like ten ten points of damage. <laughs> just hacked it to pieces in a couple of hits. He's like, I hate Ravagers so much. <laughs> but it was a good game. Um, it uh, it was definitely nice to sit down and, and play. And it was a good relaxed game. We hung out in my apartment and just played. And, nice. Um, it was a good game. He's a great, he's a great opponent. He's a super uh, super chill dude. And yeah. We had a really nice time. So That's I, cool. I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you very much, Jake, for coming over and bringing some delicious cider that we could enjoy. And yeah. See, I like that. Play a nice relaxed game, yeah. I like House Machine. 
I mean, I yeah. really do. Yeah, so. I uh, I don't get to do it very often. I just recently finally took my boards back home because they had been at Rune Board for a long hmm. time. Um, and now they're back at my apartment. I just uh, I need to work on getting a mat and then also some terrain so that I can just do it at home. But yeah. thankfully, Jacob had all that stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I bet you our, our Spellstorm 10 code still works at uh, Hidden yeah. Forest Gaming. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so... Just saying. Yeah, just, just, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the holidays and milk to dry from that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and buying and buying all of Riot Quest at the same time. So. Yeah, yeah. And we're yeah we're doing individual pieces for now. We're yeah. just you know select ones is what we're doing for that. Yeah. So we still ha- I still haven't got the starter. So yeah. you know I'm I'm, yeah. I'm getting all of it because it's usually staying at the store, so it's available for other people to use if if they want to use it or for yeah. me to do demos for people. Excellent. Yeah, which I think is awesome. Yeah. So that's a great way to you know get people playing and stuff. Yeah. Hey, so uh, why don't we get kind of get to our on topic here? Uh, we're doing um, not that we're off topic, but let's get to our topic. Maybe is what I want to say. Um, but we're doing you know faction reviews and and we're doing them a little bit differently than uh, maybe other folks would. And so we basically have three questions that we want to answer. We want to ask and answer. The first one is, if you were to pick up this faction, which warlock or warcaster would you want to play with first? So that's the, that's the first question. Uh, the second question would be, um, if uh, what what theme force looks most interesting to you um, in each respective faction? And then um, and then the third question is, and and probably the the question that gets most people into any faction is, you know, which model would you want to paint the most? And so um, I just thought we would just kind of have a roundtable, and maybe we'll start with the protectorate. Um, of Menoth, and and we'll we'll just do, um, you know, just like kind of how we did last time when we talked about Signar and Trollbloods. So, any of you want to start on which Warcaster you would like to that you would want to start with? Dan, you want to go ahead? Sure. Yeah, might as well. Um, so it's kind of funny because I own a lot of Protectorate, but I haven't been, <laughs> I haven't played any of it. Right? <laughs> they just look interesting. Um, so basically, on the the warlock, I kind of went with first. Was I was like, I just kind of looking at them over, and again, it's a little bit overwhelming. There's just so many of them, but I was like, you know what? Let's look at the starter and just Malachus, the Burning Truth, right? Just the fire guy, burn the heathens. That seems yeah. very protectority. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Me. Nice. So that's that. That one's in the Mark Three battle box. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right on. Right on. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was doing the same kind of thing, right? Um, I've been. I was. I was looking through War Machine University, just you know, clicking on on the different uh, Warcasters, and and part of it was, part of it was, the, I was very interested in, and in, I, I chose Cyrenia, um, and and part of it was I really liked her sculpt. I thought there was a lot of action there. Yeah. With you know, with her holding the banner and 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 you know, the big old sword in the other hand. And that's really what drew me to her. So I kept looking at other warlocks, and I was like, I can't just pick this based on a sculpt. I mean, I mean, I really can, but I, you know, but I, <laughs> sure I wanted, can. you know, <laughs> totally but, can. So, but I kept getting drawn back to her, and and I started looking at her over, and you know, she has a nice kit. She has a nice, you know, mm-hmm. nice list of spells, but um, she's also a battle plan uh, warlock or warcaster. And I don't know what it is, but I, I love Warcasters that, that have battle plans. I just feel like there's a little extra tools that, you know, they could bring out every now and then. Yeah. And, and, I, and I really appreciate that. So It's one of those things of, um, I think you notice it a lot more in 
feel like you notice it a lot more in hordes. Uh, but there's a lot of times where you want your war caster or warlock to be doing stuff every single turn. Mm-hmm. The battle plans are a nice way if maybe they're not quite in position to do something personally to like get involved in the fight. The battle plans are a great way to help get your army there and still feel like you're doing something like yeah. throw a battle plan out, maybe like cycle a, an upkeep or something like that. Or um, And with Protectorate, uh, a lot of Protectorate's casters are very kind of like mid to backline because uh, they're more about like they're not the forefront leading type faction. Uh, like, you know, you have the Severiuses and even like Krios one, like you, people kind of want to get him forward and you have to remember like he's, he's like a 14, 15, like those are old man stats. Like those are mid to backline stats. Those are not frontline stats. And, um, and the battle plans are a great way to feel like you're still doing something. Whereas like yeah. a lot of other casters are kind of like, I have keep my spells and maybe mm-hmm. toss a spell out or something yep. and a little a little more boring, which Protectorate can kind of be like that. Um, mm. But See, do you know... Oh, go ahead. Finish what you were... Oh, I was just going to say, I've never played Protectorate. Yeah. And so, like, I don't I don't have that feel for it, you yeah. know, but but I love what you're saying. Yeah. Because um, I, I do want to feel like I'm involved. Right. So. Yeah. But that was, that was one of the reasons why I stopped playing Protectorate uh, after a little while when I used to play them competitively back in Mark II. is like... I just felt like my caster wasn't really doing very much because so many of them have such old man stats. You're like, I don't want to do too much because then I'll fall over dead, but I got to do something. Uh, but do you guys do you guys know how you can tell who the important people are in Protectorate? Kind of from a fluff standpoint. They have spikier bits on their shoulders? The, I don't know. The bigger the hat and if you don't touch the ground. That's how you're more important. Like, look at Harbinger. The bigger the (laughs) The super important people have the really big hats and they're not touching the ground. So that's how you know they're important in the church. So monks Uh, are very important. Kicky monks are like, (laughs) (laughs) so uh, relative to that, this guy had the warcaster that I picked has a big hat and is also not touching the ground because he's standing on some dudes. (laughs) I picked Severius too, hierarch Severius uh, as my warcaster because. Um, I remember the beginning of the transition of uh, moving into Mark III and looking at his his card and stuff and being so blown away by the fact that he just has... He gives his entire battle group vision. Mm. Uh, it's, what is it? It's called... Uh, oracular vision. So if they have mm. a focus on them once per round, um, if they have a focus on them and they would suffer a damage roll, you can spend the focus to negate the damage. And so it's just constant vision on his entire battle group, which is nice because he's also an eight focus caster. Um, so a lot of times you can have maybe an extra one sitting out there with power up. You very frequently will have, um, you can very easily have an extra focus sitting around yeah. if you didn't, if you only like ran to get into position, but you can also like toss an extra focus on them, power them up, run a warjack like into a zone and you're like, cool, uh, your first attack to try and remove me from this scenario element is not going to do anything. I'm just going to negate that charge attack or I'm going to negate yeah. that last attack that you need to like cripple something or something like that. Like it's, And you can choose. It doesn't have to be the first time, I believe. Uh, I think you can choose whenever it is that you want to cancel it. Um, so it's a, it's a very, yeah. very powerful scenario yes. piece. Uh, That's oracular th- vision? 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's his ability. How many is that? Is that very prevalent? No. It's okay. Uh, vision is only on a couple of models in the whole game. Sevy one has it as a spell. I can't mm. remember who else has it in the game. Uh, it's not very. It's not in very many places. But he gives oracular vision to his whole battle group, and then he has it himself. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. He also Burn has it. arcane power, so oh. he can. Um, uh, he can upkeep his spell for free. Uh, or wait, hold on. No, I'm sorry. He gets to cast a spell for free. Uh, and then his spell list is Arcane Ward, Ashes to Ashes, Awareness, which makes it so that his battle group gets to ignore cloud effects hmm. and forests for line of sight. So you get to see everything. That's really helpful. Um, yeah. Curator's Wrath, which turns him into a melee beat stick, which is hilarious because he's Old. Matt 4, POW 13. <laughs> but it, it, it effectively gives him boosted, auto-boosted melee attack and damage rolls, I believe. Hmm. No, an additional die on melee attack and damage rolls. And then it also gives him blessed, so he ignores defense and armor from spells. Uh, and then he's got hex blast and rebuke. Uh, his feet changed quite a bit between Mark 2 and Mark 3, but it's still pretty solid. Um, you get to just pick a number of models and they just auto take like a POW 14 or something like that inside mm -hmm. his control area. So, okay. um, his bond with blessing of vengeance is also really good. The first spell that you channel through blessing of vengeance gets a plus two to attack and damage. Mm -hmm. So you just like shoot a magic yeah. ability 10 yeah. POW 12 ashes to ashes out or a POW 15 hex blast is something. That's not too bad. It's well, pretty, uh, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we have so, Malicus 1, Sirenia 1, and... Severus 2. Severus 2, okay. Hey, what, what theme force looks most interesting to you in, in Protectorate? So I went with the basic of just Creator's Might. Yeah. Kind of seemed to fit really well with, <laughs> with Malicus and Burning. That, that's the one that... Yeah, describe Creator's Might again. So, oh man, I'd have to come up with the exact things on it. Um, basically, I think it was more of the Jack theme, right? And then uh, they okay. they changed it around a little bit, but mainly it allowed me to also take uh, Menite Archons and um, some Juniors and other things, so that I could, you know, really make use of Malicus's uh, buffing up fire. So when you combine them with like the Menite Archons, and then put some Castigators, maybe Eye of Truth for um, Bond in there, and then yeah, I'd end up doing like. Sevy Zero with Blessing of Vengeance because they have some fire abilities in there as well. Okay. Um, yeah. And the, then the benefits you get yeah. from the theme force is uh, your choir gets reposition. So, yeah, your yeah, choir right, yeah. and solos gain reposition. No, and, I'm sorry, your choir gain. Yeah, solos and choir. Uh, and then you also get to start your game with upkeeps in play. Yeah. Yeah. So it just seemed to add in that little extra. Extra bit he could use, yeah. and mainly is the the models I was kind of looking at, like you know, it's kind of the protectorate uh, equivalent of what heavy ja metal is, yeah, or jaws, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's me. So yeah, that's why I kind of dropped him into that, just so I can. Do, get you, do you like the, the pointy craziness. shoulder pads and the angular <laughs> jacks of? I mean, they kind of have a cool little look to them. I think. I mean, yeah. that's probably why I picked up some of them because they're kind of neat. And again, if you want dual use models, protectorate D and D. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. That's also true. Right yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I chose um, Faithful Masses. Okay. Um, mostly because I, I wanted a theme where I can field Kiki Monks. Yeah. And because and I, I like Kiki Monks. Because this models are super sweet. <laughs> yeah. Right. But also, um, I, I like Dude Spam. And and faithful masses is is that? Yeah. It's just funny because you play scorn and legion. <laughs> I I know, but okay, that's that's very true. 
but in every other like yeah i know you free, know free folk and nurgle are both very yeah infantry focused and my skaven army yeah. and my imperial yeah. guard army those are, like those are and when i played kador I, I love the winter's guard yeah. like yeah. like you know so <laughs> In general, I like I like the dude spam stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, so if I were to play, <laughs> you know, uh, that's where I would go, and and be able to field Kiki Monks at full FA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I also chose uh, Faithful Masses because you get to play for two different reasons. Uh, one of them is you get to play one of the sweetest protectorate units, which is Idrin Skirmishers, like one of the best shooting units in the game. Yeah. Uh, but then you also get to play with the Mennonite Archons. And the whole kind of idea of Faithful Masses is like, you hurt my dudes, my dudes get mad, and then we hit you harder. And so that was kind of like what I built my list around. I don't know if did nice. either of you guys... I didn't. I didn't build a list. I was okay. just. I just so, answered the questions. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I like I said. I, I built a rough one of just throwing pretty much a, like a bunch of fire and the pillow fisted okay. castigators as oh, people yeah. call them. But again, yeah. when you're when you're working with like Sevi Zero and Malakis and everything else, you can start getting them up a little yeah. bit better. And especially actually, choir, you still get that plus two. Exactly. I put like two min choirs in there, and uh, you know, <laughs> so. Yeah, they seem to actually get pretty good. And then I have Truth was really expensive, twenty yeah. point Jack. It's like, ugh. Yeah. But he added some really, it's a really, it's a really good Jack. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he can he can channel the spell, spend a focus to ignore damage, five inch bless bubble. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, a lot uh, of utility to it. Well, I I did make a faithful masses list, and I called it Big Hat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, reminds me of Bayou. Reminds me of Bayou. Yeah, yeah, the big hat, big hat Bayou boys. That's yeah. a keyword. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's so good. Uh, it's Severius, a Hierophant, uh, Blessing of Vengeance, Sanctifier in Indictor, uh, Hand of Silence uh, to collect souls and then pass them out to the Warjacks, um, so that you can um, you can keep that ar- the oracular vision available. Oh, nice, yeah. Uh, two Menite Archons, two Vassal Mechanics, um, I think a Max Unit Acquire, and then two Max Units of Skirmishers plus the UA. And uh, there's just it's a it's a lot of dudes, a lot of valuable gunshots. Uh, Sevy's got um, ashes to ashes that he can throw out. You can, I mean, you can technically throw out to a turn if you wanted to, and still upkeep some spells. Actually, you can throw out more than that because he can still mm. cast a spell for free. Yeah. Um, and then with the uh, the theme benefit, uh, your jacks get mad when your dudes die, so it helps make those jacks a little better. Um, and then the hand of silence will collect souls of the dudes that die, and then he can give that to the jacks. So like you can activate jacks, and then you can give them the focus afterwards, and then they have a focus for a regular vision. Um, and then the sanctifier actually also collects souls, so you can put them on opposite sides of the board from each other, the hand of silence and the sanctifier, and collect souls from different units to kind of keep things going. Um, that way Sevi is free to sling a bunch of spells out and, and stay alive. Cause I think he's only like a 14, 16 or a 14, 15 or something. Cause he's, mm. he's an old man. Yeah. But, um, all right. All right. Yeah. And then the men eyed archons get mad when stuff dies near them and they're powerhouses anyway. So right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're single handedly crazy. They're, they're pretty good combat. So right. <laughs> they're pretty good. So we have uh, Circle is the other one, right? Oh, we got to go, uh, yeah. what model would we want to paint? Hey, oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, jumping the gun. I know you're I, eager. You're like all circle, circle, circle. circle. <laughs> Show me the circle. <laughs> um, I'm going to stick a little bit in theme of like, I like 
the big guys are the ones I'd probably want to paint. Like so, like the Revelator, or painting off like a Revelator would be interesting. Again, going with the fire theme, maybe yeah. we could kind of have some fun with that and mm-hmm. steal a little some flames out or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. be really interesting. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm definitely going actually for the shrine, the lawgiver. I, I almost yeah. thought that one too because you could do yeah. some fun stuff with that. I you know, and I mean you could do some fun stuff with it for like the army theme, but you can also do like it could be great you know um, terrain piece for other games and Ooh, you know so I, there's yeah. multiple reasons why I would I would yeah. want to get one of those. It's Ooh. multi-purpose. That's excellent. <laughs> I didn't think about. It. Um, I actually went with uh, a single trooper model uh i went with the uh shield maiden of the order of the wall so it's the oh. mini crate paladin of the order of the wall that's the female oh, uh, yeah. female paladin i got that model it's super cool i'm looking forward to painting that up and um it's a really cool piece and it's only like it's funny because that model just like the other paladin of the order of the wall models are only two pieces like it's yeah. It's super easy to put together, but it's a it's a cool piece where she's like got her shield up and she's kind of pushing forward. See, I so, love action yeah. like yeah. that. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't even think to look at the the mini crate right. models. I forgot about them too because yeah. then yeah. she have like some fur on her or something. Yeah, like she's that. got yeah. like a big fur cloak yep. that's like hanging hanging behind her and stuff. So. Yeah, that's a great that's a great pick. That's a great pick. All right, Chad, lead the charge. <laughs> let's get let's get this let's get the circle. <laughs> you guys, you guys sound so disappointed. No, oh, we're excited. <laughs> we're really happy. Oh, for I you. own circle too. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, I so, might have to after they do the 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 whole revamp next right. with the yeah, horse. Yeah, I'm I'm really so. interested to see what happens. I've got a bunch of theories. I started. A Facebook I have extra thread. scorn if we need to start swapping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I started a Facebook thread in the in the circle group about uh, like what people thought. About uh, things were going to be for, you know, figuring out which way. Cause circle is, is, I mean, this, uh, getting into the fluff is, is about balancing humanity so that like humanity doesn't expand too much and do too much damage to the planet. Because if it does, it's going to draw the ire of the devourer worm that's in Urkane fighting Menoth. Uh, and then the devourer worm is going to come and say, Hey, you guys have been hurting the planet and just wipe out all of existence. But they don't want the wilderness to take over too much and for civilization to get battered too much because it'll draw the ire of Menoth. He'll be like, <laughs> hey, where's all my soul power? And come back to Cain and be like, no, like you guys, like I need to watch over mankind because you guys are clearly like killing each other too much. Like I need my faithful masses to keep me hey, strong oh. to, fight, <laughs> to fight the Devourer Worm. Uh, so that, that was a whole... Thing that I posed about it, but I've I've played Circle since the beginning. I picked them because giant werewolves—they look super sweet. Not knowing that the faction was one of the most difficult factions in the game to learn how to play, um, and I've journeyed through Mark One, Mark Two, and now Mark Three with them, um, picking them up from time to time. So I don't—I think when I first started playing, I was most excited about Kruger One because he was really cool. He had a feat where he got to put down three three-inch AOEs. He still does. Uh, you put down three three-inch AOEs that do auto-pow tens when you place them. They automatically hit. They're boostable. In Mark One, at the beginning of your turn, you would remove one of the AOEs, and then you got to move the other AOEs like hmm. up to six six inches hmm. from their current position, and anything they touched would take the pow ten. So you just like Savage. call down lightning and then just like move it across battle lines. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, he also had a really that could be fun. His um, <laughs> his lightning tendril spell also worked a little differently because it was just plus two. So this was back when 
um, reach was oh, yeah. the way that you distinguished that it had two inch melee. Yeah. And he gave plus two inches of melee and it would stack on top of reach. So you would have four, four inch melee. Holy cow. So the, so the trick was you would play Gatorman Posse. You would throw lightning tendrils onto them, and then you could position them with facing in such a way that you couldn't engage anything without taking a free strike from something else, because they just had so much melee range that you hmm. couldn't you couldn't get close oh. to them. Yeah. Um, but I remember like being excited to paint the werewolves. I think my pure blood, my original metal sculpt pure blood, was one of the first models I ever painted. A black clad wayfarer was one of the first models I ever painted. Um, Moving, flashing forward, I just recently finished painting all of my circle. Um, that pretty much everything. Which I congratulations, owned. by the way. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's it's been a long process, a long project, um, and it was really cool to see it all on the table and see the journey of everything. But uh, for for the warlock that I played. Um, uh, yeah, I guess Kruger one was the most the one I was the most excited to play back in Mark One. Um, theme forces didn't exist back then. Yeah. Um, I've been recently trying to figure out a way to build a secret masters list. And, um, I built a secret masters list that I'll talk about uh, a little bit later that has Tanith in it. So Tanith is the one that I picked. She's the battle box caster for, uh, MK three. And, uh, she's got some interesting tools and stuff. And she's like, just barely below the line of being like a super good warlock. And I think the only thing hindering her is just the fact that she's a battle box caster. Hmm. So she's supposed to be balanced against the other battle box casters hmm. and not hmm. be extremely overpowered. Unlike Denny one in the Mark one <laughs> boxes, like all of the Mark one war casters were brutal <laughs> <laughs> because he had Denny one that has her feet of minus three to everything. Plus crippling grasp. Yeah, okay. You have Sorcerer that freezes everything. Hey, uh, Striker is the only one that's underwhelming, but he gives plus five armor, but he's got a five-inch AOE knockdown spell. Right. Uh, and then you have Krios one that's just like, a, you, everything's knocked down. That's my feet. Uh, you all fall <laughs> over. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I picked Tanith, Tanith. Uh, in okay. Secret Masters, uh, and I'll talk about the list I built a little bit later. So Okay. I'll let uh, you guys talk. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's all good. So I ended up going with uh, with Kruger too, Kruger the Storm Lord, um, <laughs> just because he's kind of cool, and I've been touched in bad places. Well, specifically, Madrak has been touched very badly by Kruger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I guess there's a little bit of that, but also again, um, kind of back to the Signar roots of just like lightning and you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Controlling the storm. So I like that. Okay. Well, I, I was really lame, and I went based on sculpt again. And <laughs> that's there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. Yeah, there's some so so <laughs> there's this long running joke in uh, in Mark Two about like the better your sculpt was for a circle warlock, the worse your rules were. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Then I then I probably have uh, the worst one ever. No, no. If I were to play uh, circle, mm-hmm. the warlock I would start with first is, would be Balder too, yeah, because yeah. of his big old yeah, sword. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness! I just want to cut things down with that. Yep. And trees just. Yeah. Yeah. He's a uh, he's pretty decent. He I actually tempting. modded mine, um, so that he has some arrows protruding out of him, out of his torso. Because mm. mm. so uh, the whole thing with him is. He encounters Lilith in one of the books. I can't remember which one. And he gets shot down 
uh, Boromir style. Wow. By Lilith, like he gets pincushioned full of arrows and she leaves him to die. And he's assumed that he's dead. Uh, and Megalith actually like steps over him and uh, starts. So Megalith is his character were beast. That's a world warden that um, he took special care in actually mm-hmm. has um, uh, some living growth in him as opposed to just the regular cut logs and stuff like that, like the normal wardens. Yeah. So Megalith actually steps over him and starts growing his roots around him to try and slowly Groot heal him. style. Bring. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to say, it's like <laughs> stone and, uh, uh, and then in <laughs> I am Megalith. I think it was in the Gargantuan book. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the in the Gargantuan's book, uh, he he wakes up. Like Grail, Grail goes to pay his respects um, to where Balder fell because it is still like the sacred ground. Like hmm. there are these other stones and other constructs that are like actually uh, moved to the area and were protecting uh, where Balder fell. And Balder, Balder gets up and he's like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, and Balder, like, uh, he's, he had, uh, his essence had like fused with, or Cain, or had fused with Cain and he saw the devourer worm and got sent back to complete a task. And so his body is actually like deteriorating hmm. um, while he's on Cain which is the reason why he gains the worm tokens uh, in his rules and starts and takes damage for how many worm tokens he has, but he hmm. gets more strength. He gets plus one strength for uh, every worm token he has. I love when they do yeah. stuff like that. When yeah. when they take something that's in the story and they give it and make a mechanic in the game. Yeah. And then it, you know, that that's that just that just warms my heart. Yeah. So the more you know. All right. So we have Tanith. We have. Kruger two, Kruger two, yep, and we have Balder two, yep. Okay, and theme choice that uh, theme that looks most interesting. I picked uh, Secret Masters, so would yeah, I have a feeling we're all about the same. <laughs> I went Secret Masters. Oh, oh really? No, I what? I, I went with Bones. Oh yeah, well, Bones of Orbit. That's the yeah. Balder's I mean, list, man. I mean, I love. I, I mean, I mean, werewolves are cool and all, but like. I love the the stone the construct idea. Yeah. Like if I were to play circle, I would just play constructs. That's it. Yeah, as much construct as I possibly could. So I'm such a nerd. But <laughs> so anyway, so that's that's my that's I my. I thought pick. you'd want to bring in your minions. Well, I mean, I mean, I would. I mean, that sounds fine. But like, <laughs> but I'm trying to like 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 I'm really trying to get into this like feeling of circle. And, all right. And I and I, and I and just I make all the stones highlight you know glow and I mean. That'd be so much fun. It's such a pain in the butt. Oh, oh I know it is. I know it is. <laughs> Having recently finished painting my Well of Orboros, my right. second megalith, <laughs> like the other yeah. constructs that I had earlier this year. Yeah, but like, yeah. Anyway, that's that's my pick. So yeah, yeah. So you guys are the secret master of guys. So let's let's talk about this. Why don't you guys banter? <laughs> so, I'm gonna hear. I'm gonna hear about this. Well, so the Tanith list that I made, I've been playing around with it, and uh, actually last week the December dynamic update went out, and uh, they added the minions battle engines uh, available into this list, which weren't available before. So, Well, what do uh, Secret Masters give you? Yeah, so Secret Masters um, allows you to take any number of minions, solos, or units, uh, as opposed to you know just a single one. Uh, and then it gives all of your black-clad, black-clad models uh, sack pond for minions uh, troopers. So you, most of the war ca- or most of the warlocks uh, in circle, with the exception of a handful, are blacklad. So almost everything can play in this theme force. Uh, the exceptions are Wormwood, 
uh, Wormwood and the two Cromax. Mm. Um, and Grail. Grail is a wolf sworn. He can't play in this one. <laughs> Which is, his story is funny. His story is actually kind of boring. Um, <laughs> funny, not funny? <laughs> it, it's kind of funny because it's the, it's, it's kind of funny because it's boring because he was raised to be, um, to be a wolf sworn. He was going to be a wolf of Orbros cause it was like family tradition. And then like in the middle of training, he goes through the wilding, which is the way that, uh, circle druids or blackleads, uh, gain their magical ability. They start mm. communing with animals, realize that they can, can control elements. And they're like, Oh no, you're a druid now. You can't, you, you're kicked out of wolf sworn school and you're going to black clad school. He's like, but I don't want to, I don't want to go to druid school. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's kind of it's kind of funny, oh. but also kind of like lame at the same time. It's, yeah. Oh man. Um, <laughs> um, so it's like a teenager. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't uh, go to school. So the secret masters. Uh, I built this list after we saw the spoiled rules for Scythe, which is a riot quest model um, that will have. Uh, minions work for circle and her rules are bonkers. So uh, I built this list with her in mind. So it's Tanith, the feral song, a druid wilder, a Gorax, a black, uh, sorry, a pure blood, uh, a stalker, uh, the well of Warburst, um, three gallus groves, Hutchuck, uh, a black clad wayfarer, the wolf with no name, because I love that dude. And he's partisan circle. So he becomes friendly faction when he's played in a list. Nice. nice. Um, Scythe, uh, a unit of Shifting Stones, a unit of Druids plus UA, um, Gideon and Boker and um, Bogtrog Shamblers, and then a full unit of Croak Raiders. Um, so Tanith has Affliction, which gives a enemy unit minus two defense, and if you fail to break armor, you do an auto point. So it's um, it's a def- it's an offensive debuff, so it helps the accuracy of like all of the minion stuff in there. Yeah. The tough part with uh, Secret Masters is that pretty much any friendly buff is friendly faction, and the theme force doesn't make the minions friendly faction like it does in the Scorn theme. And so you you want to play somebody that can buff your dudes, but you also want to play a bunch of minions. So it's this it's this tough balance. Hmm. Um, and that's why Tanith fits right in there. I feel like Tanith fits in there yeah. better than just about any other Circle Warlock. Uh, I think the only one, the only other one that really fits into it better is is Kruger too, partially because he doesn't have any upkeeps. He's just good. Uh, he has a good way to um, keep his troops alive with his windwall or not windwall, his um, windstorm, windstorm spell. It used to be called Stormwall, and I keep <laughs> wanting to call it Stormwall, but it's not Stormwall <laughs> anymore. Um, and uh, and TK. Uh, helps. Oh, I love yep. TK. Yeah, which is probably yeah. the reason why you picked. Yeah, we'll get into mine. Yeah, <laughs> so that that was yeah. the. There's a lot of complexities going on in my list. I could talk for. No, did you did you put in? It. No, wait, hold on. You can put in the minion battle engine. I can. No. Did you put one in your list? I did not. You did not. Okay. Uh, there was another list. Like after they announced that change, uh, my immediate instinct was to make a list with Kruger 2 because uh, and a Sacral Vault because it telemetry. has telemetry. Ooh, yes. <laughs> it's like Magic 9 TKs. Yes, please. Love telemetry. <laughs> and uh, and like, you know, Magic 8 Druids of Orboros would be pretty sweet too. So uh, I haven't I haven't built that list because when I when the the update went live 
and the app updated. I went to try and build it, and the battle engines, there was like a minor bug where the battle engines weren't showing up in your list of stuff mm. that you could select for friendlies. Oh, okay. So I couldn't build the list, but I was and I was at work, so I was like, I'll come back to this later. <laughs> and then I just, I haven't rebuilt the list, but... Nice. I don't know how good it's going to be. It's definitely going to be cute and funny, but... Uh, that's fun, yeah, though. I, I mean, yeah. that's fun, right? Yeah. You yeah try yeah, it out. So. Innovate. Um. Yeah, so like I said, you know, Kruger 2 and, and uh, Secret Masters for me as well. And like you kind of touched upon some of it was, yeah, mainly Kruger has like the TK, Gallows, Rebuke, Windstorm, good threat range. Feet just pushes people around, right? Yeah. Um, so I went with Kruger 2, then uh, Druid Wilder, because again, yeah, that's attachment to have. Uh, Storm Raptor, two Wold Wardens, two Wold Watchers. Uh, two black-clad stone shapers, Bogtrog misspeaker, the three free gallows groves, mm-hmm. uh, Bogtrog shamblers, because multiple reasons, uh, and then two units of shifting stones with the stone keeper. Um, mainly just because in some of like trolls and like really even Signar, I can't necessarily get this controlly. Yeah. <laughs> so I just had fun with like between the gallows groves having entropic force they can channel they can um the stones can move them right can the no. stone, oh the stones can't move no, them they have a oh, special rule yeah they have a special rule called strange growth which okay. means they can only be placed by their own ability okay i wasn't too sure but yeah. um and, and then, they do have prowl too so you can yeah. you can drop them into a forest and then they have stealth right so they're because a tree out. in the woods looks like a tree in the woods yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so they're kind of cool you know then um the stones and the you know stones obviously for moving around the healing fury management yeah. wilder for fury management and also healing the storm raptor who Get some okay. nice stuff from them, right? I missed. Uh, I missed you had a storm raptor yeah. in the list, and I just heard all the constructs. I was like, "Why do you have a wilder?" Yes. Yeah. yeah. I would honestly, I would swap the, I would swap a wilder for a black lead instead. Okay. See, I don't know these things. Yeah. There you go. Because so the, um, the wilder used to be different, and the way that it works now is it it just removes one fury from any living war beast around it. Okay. So it only knocks one off, and but she upkeeps a spell. Kruger 2 doesn't have any upkeeps except for oh. a rebuke, but... Yeah, then you don't have to worry about that one so much. Yeah. And then you, you got the stones for healing and yeah. stuff, so... Um, and then, obviously, yeah, the... Uh, the um, Shambler and uh, all the Shamblers, you can sack pawn them, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the fun part there. And then, uh, when I was looking at... The Wold Watcher could pretty much kill a Shambler and then, like, pop a forest, mm-hmm. right? So you can almost make your own little forest... Oh, nice. Wall for a turn if you need to. That's like, hey, I need yeah. some extra forest for cover. They, pop, pop. <laughs> yeah, they have fertilizer on their fists and their gun. So when you... That's, yeah. when that's you some serious control stuff going on there. Right? Yeah. So yeah, all of a sudden I just I kill my own shamblers and I'm just like, meh, whatever. You know, gives me a little yeah. bit of protection for some time there. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, again, just with... Uh, <coughs> the Storm Raptor between it's flying high, right? And then Windstorm. They'll stack, right? Yeah, yeah. So then I'm just kind of like, all right, you have what like a minus eight to attack me. Have yeah. to have fun. Oh wow! Um, so yeah. go ahead and hit my colossal with ranged weapons. Yeah, um, you're probably gonna have to be like four inches away for most people, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, and not to just yeah, I've been touched badly by the storm raptor too. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. See, I I have a hard time putting the storm raptor into a list. I have a honestly, I have a hard time putting any gargantuan or colossal into a list just because that many points stuck yeah. in one place. It is. And I kind of looked at that a little differently, but I was again, it is. not nearly knowing circle yeah. or kind of how to get around some yeah. stuff. Yeah. I just thought it, it is a very effective list. Yeah. It is a very effective piece. And, um, 
having it with Kruger too and, and upping his electrical gun. Exactly. That's just it is you can you can kinda of make him stronger and then hmm. Hmm. it has the auto heating hitting and far reaching. So yeah. anyway, that's that's the uh fun little circle list I put together. I like that. I like that. So I, I feel like I feel like next time we do these action reviews, maybe I should make lists. Yeah, I haven't because <laughs> um, I've just been answering the questions. I really haven't really built a list to play them in, yeah. but maybe I should. So because I kind of like what you guys are doing here, it's a good exercise. Yeah. So, well, and, wh- and what, Bones of Orberus is is pretty interesting too. There's really a couple of casters that um, works really really well in that theme. Because yeah. Balder, Balder has Elemental Mastery, so all of your constructs get to run. They get to charge, slam, trample for free. See, I love that. Uh, they don't get to run for free, but that's that's fine. Yeah. Um, and then he can also heal them. Like So that's one of the big things with Circle is that normally Warlocks can heal uh, a War Beast in their battle group one Fury for one point. Uh, unless you're a construct. Uh, constructs right. can't be healed unless you have a special rule. So the two balders are the only ones that can actually heal them normally like it's a regular war beast because they have a special rule that says that they can. They can also do it to living war beasts. It's just that they get to do it to constructs. And then balder, they're not balder, um, Bradigus has repair. Okay. So Bradigus can actually repair constructs. So those are the only three warlocks in all of Circle that can actually heal their own constructs. Otherwise you have to use uh, shifting stones to remove damage from yeah. them. Okay. Uh, but the bones of Orbrus list lets you um, heal off of your constructs anyway. So yeah. it's super good, especially if like something gets knocked out, you're like, Oh, I'm just going to heal that spirit up. And now my world weird's going to shoot you to death. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey, uh, before we leave this, um, what model are you most interested in, uh, in painting? Uh, I kind of went with again. I'm going to the big, either I was a little bit torn between the uh, Storm Raptor because you could just have some fun with it. I, but I've kind of looking at the well actually, and again, just oh. maybe being able to put some touches and effects and all the water effects and everything else going on with it. And yeah, and you're good with water effects. Yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> um, I don't know because I've painted everything now. Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't it's know hard... what I was most. Which one would you to... want to repaint? <laughs> oh, good way to phrase that. Yeah. That's... That's tough because most of the thing. <laughs> so, actually, I guess Morvana 2 is like one of the only warlocks. So, I, I recently painted a second Chromac 1 so that it fit my color scheme for my Tharn. Because when I originally painted it, I didn't have an idea, a scheme in mind. I had bought a second Kruger 2 so that I could paint it in my actual color scheme as opposed to the other one. Morvana 2 is the only one that I haven't that doesn't fit with everything else. Everything else has been painted in my color scheme, but my Morvana two was painted by somebody else that used to be in our community. That's not part of it anymore. Um, and I wanted him to paint it cause he was a very talented painter and I wanted it, the model to do justice because yeah. Morvana two, Morvana two, Kruger two and grail are probably my three favorite warlocks in all of circle. Yeah. So um, you want grail, really good. grail, because I, I, I love the dark horse. Grail. Uh, he's really interesting. Uh, Morvana two is really good. And I played her a lot in, in Mark two and Kruger two has just been one of the strongest warlocks in circle for the longest time. Like pretty much since he came out, like he's been, he's been so good. Um, so, I mean, I, it'd be fun to actually go back and paint Morvana 2 myself. Um, she's a really cool, really cool piece, riding side saddle on the goat. Um, an interesting model. So, it'd be fun to do. The Well of Orboros nice. was um, 
for how simple that model is, there's so many little details all over yeah. the thing. Yeah. Every time you look at it, you're like, oh, there's vines there and leaves there that I didn't notice before. And <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on. Which I'm really glad because I feel like like the there's not a lot of action. Yeah. So so to have all this stuff makes it good. Yeah. Well, yeah. the other thing, too, is uh, it got scaled down for production reasons. So it's actually really small compared to some of the other uh, Bahi models that have been yeah. released. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah. it, it was also only 60 bucks. So yeah, <laughs> it's not that bad compared to when most of them are usually like more. Yeah. You don't want a $170 war, uh, hooch hauler. Dan, you sound kind of bitter about that. <laughs> most expensive body and I still haven't put it together. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was like 130. Oh, was it? No, it was, I don't know. It was up there. I thought it was like, 100, it, I thought it was up there. I thought it and scar three were pretty close to the uh, same. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be. Wrong. Yeah. So I was I was torn between either the well or the storm raptor, but the storm raptor has like always been on my mind for a very long time. Yeah, and so that's if I were to get one to paint, that's the one I, I would it's, get to paint. So it's such a beautiful model. Yeah. Um, the only drawback is its wings are so huge that it's such a it's such a wonky model. Yeah, that's like how my <laughs> my archangels, uh, how my archangel it's, is. Yeah. It's, it's it's about as bad yeah. as an archangel. Yeah. So, hey, um, speaking of painting and whatnot, let, why don't we uh, transition to our hobby desk? And, uh, you know, what's, uh, what are you building? What are you painting? Uh, currently, I'm not painting anything because I need to prime stuff. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I so need to prime. Um, but uh, it's putting together, like I said, the Night Haunt uh, quick star. Uh, the easy build? Easy build with paint set. Nice. Um, I did a video on that. Hopefully, you'll have that this week. And then. Uh, nice. Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, again, putting something together on that. I'm still working on my Doctor Octopus. I've been playing around with him a little bit back and forth, and really finding a good, good reuse for uh, old hero clicks. Yeah. Um, I was digging through my box, and I found a few more nifty little pieces, like Batman standing like a a, a gargoyle, almost like a chimney with like a gargoyle yeah. on it. It's on the edge, if you know okay. that one. Um, so I'm thinking I'm gonna chop him off. I can reuse that. Like, there's nice. all sorts of good little bits in there. Yeah. But anyways, I'm just in assembly mode pretty much right now until the weather turns a little. Nice, yeah. I had my birthday um, uh, recently, and so I got some conversion stuff. Uh, so now I need another army, I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, so that's on my hobby desk. Um, pretty excited about that because there's some stuff coming out for that. That's out, that looks very interesting to me. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then, and I'm trying to get my my Anglo-Saxons um, assembled. Um, I'm, you know, I'm slow, slow progress on that. So it's just a really busy season and, and I'm being sick yeah. recently just kind of swamped me right. for all my hobby stuff. But, um, yeah. And there's something else I was working on recently. I just can't remember what it was. <laughs> and it was a, it wasn't a convert. It wasn't a converting. It was more of a, just a modifying and I just can't remember what it is. So you have to forgive yeah. me. So might've been a Malifaux model. So, um, like I said, I recently finished painting. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I had a hobby goal of being faction complete with Circle and then getting at least one of everything painted. Originally, I wanted to get everything painted, and then I picked up a couple of odds and ends duplicates that I didn't didn't necessarily need, but I got anyway. Uh, I got one of everything done. Uh, I posted the pictures on my Facebook and also on my Instagram if people want to take a look at them. Uh, I put them all out on my dining room table and took some pictures of the entire army. Um, so that's done. I have a couple a couple odds and ends things to finish up with that. But then I'm starting to get a piled up backlog of Riot Quest stuff. Um, I've got 
three models. Uh, plus, I got the Grindiverse gear stuff um, that's getting primed right now. And then I've also got Flugwug and Weird Wendell uh, to get uh, primed, as well as the Spawn Gates and the Treasure Chests. So I'm starting to get a little bit of a Riot Quest backlog that I'm going to start working on. Um, and then I'm going to start looking at moving into some other projects and stuff. Like nice. Working Excellent. on figuring, <laughs> figuring out what I want to do for my mercenary paint scheme. Um, and then I also want to start, I think next year my painting goal is going to be to try and get all of my Song of Ice and Fire stuff painted, which is not a huge ton, not a huge amount of stuff. And I've got my color scheme down. I have nice. one, one unit of Stark's Worn Swords that I painted up that I really like the way the color scheme came together. Uh, and I painted Grey Wind and Rob Stark. So, and, and they look pretty good. So I'm, I'm excited to get working on those and get those hopefully fully painted by the end of next year. Cool. Hey, so I don't know if, um, uh, you know, if you guys celebrate or whatever, but you know, this is, we're recording a couple of days before Christmas and, um, just want to throw in a bonus question for you. If you were to wake up Christmas morning and find something under the tree or in your stocking, um, what one thing, uh, would that be more time? More time. It's a box full of time. Oh my goodness! Especially wrapped, yeah. just for you. Exactly. I like that. Crack open a jar of time. Um, oh wait, I just thought about that. It could actually be the herb time. Hmm. Uh, yeah, T H Y M E. Yeah, don't. Yeah. I'll get you some of that for Christmas. Yeah. I got you. Thanks. I'll go to Penzies. I'll get the nice kind. Uh, but realistic, I think uh, what I've been eyeing um, is some new brushes, actually. I need to refurb some of my older ones. But, nice. you know, I've as I've been painting more, I'm like, oh, maybe I should kind of invest in some better, better yeah. brushes or more brushes of the sizes I use quite often or something like that. So. Nice. Okay. All right. I put some paints on my Christmas list, so I'm, I'm hoping I get some of those because all of the models I want, I've pre-ordered through the store. So, yeah. And, and my family is, my family's not really gamers at all. And so trying to explain even specifically, like look for this thing is kind of a, a giant chore. And so I, I just stopped putting miniatures <laughs> stuff on yeah. my Christmas list a long time ago. And I just kind of accepted the fact that I'm going to have to spend all my own money on all that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm hoping for some paints, um, nice. or even just like uh, a gift card for the shop so that I can pay for like my upcoming um, pre-orders and stuff that are coming up. Because cool. uh, yeah. at least we get a little bit of a break in March where there's just the gear expansion and not a bunch of other models coming out. But yeah, I was thinking about um, uh, there's a I really I really want to play Blightbringer. Uh, I don't. I don't have one of those, and yeah. and I, you know, I, 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 I want to run primal terrors and kind of like my own, you know. I just, just can't do it yet. So that's like the one thing that I'm really missing in Legion. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, one of these days I'll get one. So <laughs> come along. It'll come along. So hey, uh, we have a couple things coming up in our in the community that I want to highlight. We have two events in January. Um, that are uh, out there. One of them that we're kind of pushing ourselves and one that just kind of happened organically. And so um, I'll talk about um, Food Machine and then Chad will have you talk about the organic one. Okay. Um, so uh, we wanted to put together a charity event, um, a three-round tournament for War Machine and Hordes. And it's called Food Machine. And we wanted to do this because we wanted to um, raise uh, food for... 
students who are um, part of the Hillsborough School District, which is our area, which is kind of where we're located and where Rune and Board is located as well. And so Rune and Board is going to host the event. And um, there's, uh, there's a, a word that I wanted to introduce to our listeners. Um, a lot of times we describe uh, families who, um, you know, who... Um, uh, we, we uh, you know, who are are struggling and maybe living out of a car or living at a hotel, out of a hotel or things like that. You know, we call them homeless. Is usually the word that we use. And I have a friend who um, treats um, uh, treats people with the utmost care and and compassion. And and she told me one time that it's um, it's not it, it's not very. Um, compassionate to describe someone by something that they don't have. And so describe a family or describe a student as homeless because they don't have a home is actually um, not a very honoring thing to do. And so the word that she uses is she describes them as living outdoors mm-hmm. or, 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 or are outdoors, right? And, um, and, and I really like that um, because there's any number of reasons why a family might might be without a home. Um, and, and, you know, and you can't, and so to, and so to take away something from them that they are already missing, um, it's just not, that's not very honoring. And so what we want to do is we want to help, um, the students who are living outdoors, um, this year and Hillsborough school district is large. It's one of the largest in the state. And, um, and, and they estimate almost 400 students this year in their school district will be outdoors at some point. And so we have a relationship with some other community partners. And so we're going to take the, take all the food donations and it's going to go directly to the students. And so the event is going to be January 11th. Yeah, Rune and Board's going to host. Um, we're going to registration at 1030. $5 gets you registered. And then any can of food that you donate, you can use towards your games. And so you can do that in um, when you make your list. You can buy things out of theme and out of faction and things like that based on the number of cans you donate. Uh, you can donate for rerolls. You can donate for boost. You can donate for, you know, we have, we have three pages of menus, you know, mm-hmm. in, in that are wonderfully put together by the staff at Runa Board. Yeah. Um, the post is up online um, at the Cog Collective uh, forums. It's on our uh, Facebook page as well. And, um, and I mean, and, and us on the discord, anywhere you want to find us, it's, it's there. And, and I think we'll have physical copies in the store too. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure we'll probably print. Yeah. Some, yeah. And so, uh, we want to encourage, um, if you're available on Saturday, the 11th, come out to run a board, come play. Um, it's all for charity. It's going to be absolutely fun. And everything that you donate will go directly towards students who are outdoors. And, um, and if you are unable to come and you want to make a donation, um, you reach out to me, um, and I'll be happy to, uh, to get those donations from you. I know I've already heard from some people in the community who can't make it that day, but would like to donate anyway. And so, um, I want to give that option as well. So January 11th is the day and, uh, tell all your friends. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. And that's a Saturday. Yeah. Okay. So. And then Chad, tell us about this other event that's kind of <laughs> happened organically. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I, for people who may not know, I 
work at Runner Board, and part of my job is uh, is event organization, which is why I worked with uh, Jeremiah for the food machine and everything, and partner and kind of bridge the gap for that partnership. But um, Remy, one of Jeremy Brookshire, who goes by Remy, um, one of our players in the community who also plays Song of Ice and Fire, uh, his birthday is in January, and Judy's birthday is also in January, and so they were going to partner up and do kind of like a birthday uh, tournament. Is kind of what originally um, they were talking about in the Discord. And um, they were talking about possibly doing a renew board. And Remy was like, well, I just need to talk to Nick about it. I'm like, I'm already in here. I'm just going to talk to you about this and get it organized and figure it out. So um, I was chatting with him a little bit in the Discord about it and uh, decided to do kind of an open play instead of a tournament since a lot of us are still not used to the tournament game of Song of Ice and Fire uh, playing with scenarios, but mm-hmm. then also like figuring out um, how to organize an entire tournament. And we want it to be kind of more of a hangout, play games, and celebrate like a joint birthday thing. So um, January 19th, the weekend after um, the food machine, we're going to be doing uh, Judy's going to have Judy and Remy are going to have a, a combined birthday at Renew Board where we're just going to be hanging out, playing some Song of Ice and Fire. Um, That'll be from 11 to 5. We're going to be open a little bit earlier that day because it is also a magic pre-release weekend. So we'll be open a little earlier anyway, but there will be enough space because Sunday is usually pretty slow for our pre-release events anyway. Mm-hmm. So we'll have plenty of space over on uh, the expanded side of the store to be able to set up, play some board games nice. and stuff like that. Or play, you know, <laughs> set up some boards, play some games, <laughs> is what I meant to say. And um, I should actually have that day off. So I'm looking forward to coming down and cool. playing a couple of games. Yeah, and it's a casual day. So we can just stop in, right? Yeah. 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 I, I, that's something that like, yeah. sounds like a lot don't, of fun. Don't feel pressured to be there like right at 11 when it's supposed to start. Like if you can't make it till a little bit later because you want to have a late brunch or, uh, you know, something. If you have other stuff going on in the morning, feel free to stop by. Uh, I believe Judy is going to be making either cake or cupcakes. So I'm and looking forward to she's a phenomenal baker. Yeah. And, and yeah. so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So Yeah. Well, um, yeah, thanks, and I'm I'm looking forward to that too, and I'm glad to have an event on on the on the calendar uh, for that game because yeah. uh, all of us have been playing that casually without any sort of organization. So yeah, um, I want to uh, thank you guys for the, the conversation today. I thought today was a great episode, yeah. and uh, um, want to wish you all happy holidays and happy new year. Um, when we come back to our next episode, we'll we'll kind of do a year in review and kind of set goals for next year, and uh, looking forward to that. Um, if you like uh, what we do, um, just drop us a line. Let us know. Um, you can um, get on board. We have a Facebook page, and we have a Facebook painting group. If you want to join there, we have a Discord server. If you want to get on the conversation there, a lot happens there, um, honestly, on, on the Discord server. Yeah. Um, but another way that you can help us is just by telling your friends, and you can leave us positive reviews uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. So um, until next time, have a good one.